0: It was a citizen good to 200 meters. The diver's bezel usually marked a pro. I knelt again to pick up the limp wrist. I pushed the top left button, which would activate the stopwatch if it was in that mode. A small tone should have sounded to indicate that function was active. No tone. Not in stopwatch mode. By the look of him, I had him figured to be the type that did everything by the book and by the watch. Forty, I guessed, or maybe a touch older. Thin in that way that used to be called skinny. But somehow got to be fashionable, along with dope and sushi. A stream of some dark-colored liquid was leaking out of him. The pool was small and mostly hidden by his head and neck. But after a moment of denial, I recognized it. Blood. I replayed what I could remember of the stumble and roll I'd witnessed in my peripheral vision. Whatever had happened to him had happened before he had lurched out onto Farring Lane. I slowly backed myself out of the lights as the twit in the Rolls finished his 911 call. I crabbed as far into the darkness as I could. The whiny voice sought me out. They said they'll be right here. I I told them it was some sort of accident. Is is that right? You were perfect. Now pull your car around the body and block the road from that other direction. I'll let the main gate know what's happening. I waited until the Rolls started moving before I took off. I slowed at the gate and gave a casual wave toward the guard who barely looked in my direction. I drove to a market I liked down off State Street. Coffee, minced clams, and linguine was about it for my twenty. I could remember when for a twenty you needed help out with the bags. I took the beach route home to Coral Ridge Road, the back entrance to Cocoa Palms. I slowed as the guard stepped out of the kiosk. He shone a light on the blue decal of my windshield. "'Sorry to stop you, sir, but we've had an incident in the palms tonight.' A death on Farring Lane. Someone was hit by a car, I asked innocently. No, sir, it looks like it might be a homicide. Until then, I had never connected those security guards with the real cops. He was either moonlighting or retired, but he was one. He produced a clipboard and said, And your name, sir? Jake Sands, I answered. I live right up the road here. Yes, sir, Mr. Sands. I saw the Coco Palms Decal. 713 Coral Ridge Road? I nodded. He opened the gate. Half a mile from the entrance, I turned into a gated driveway that opened to the touch of a button. The garage door opened the same way. I punched in the right numbers, and the door into the house itself opened. Hell of a way to live, I thought. Having to pass through two gates and a high-tech security system just to fix dinner for myself and eat it alone. I took a mug of thick black coffee outside. The air was cooling to a just-right temperature. I settled into a chaise with some music I chose when I was alone. Nat King Cole, Gleason, Bobby Hackett, and a few of the new-age musicians that played with old-age soul. I tried not to dwell on the dead man, but one thing was sure. He was taken down by a long-range hit. A scoped gun, probably, of small bore. My bet was a twenty-two long, high-velocity, mercury pill, the most effective of all the dum-dums. There was no exit wound, no violent lift forward. He stumbled into a collapse. It fit a high-quality takedown. The phone rang at my elbow, and I thought long and hard about not answering it. It managed two more bird imitations before I finally picked it up. I didn't say anything. I listened. So, what's happening over there? Know anything about it? None of your business, I answered. You do it? None of your business. You better run, pal. They may start looking under rocks. What have you heard, I asked. Just what the robot on the 11 o'clock news reads us. A person, name withheld, was shot to death in the Cocoa Palm section of Santa Barbara on Faring Lane. A possibility it was an accidental shooting. That's about it. It was no accident, I said. Go on, he urged. This should be good. I was there, I said. I found him. The robot said a car dealer named McGrib found him. He came along. I left him to stand guard while I went for the cavalry. I took a sip of cold coffee and waited. You're not in any trouble in this thing, are you? He gave it a hard delivery. He gave most things a hard delivery. It was a good disguise. Not yet. You up to some chess? Ten, ten-thirty tomorrow night? Sure. See you tomorrow, I said. I looked at the object I had picked up earlier from beside the dead man. An old-fashioned Zippo cigarette lighter, which in other days had been as common to a G.I. as dog tags. However, this Zippo had been waterproofed. I could see where the rubber seals had been glued. I had screwed out the flint plug, and sure enough, there was a tiny rubber washer. The surface of the lighter was smooth from wear.